Rams game in your life before And you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores You don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for It's not a car, it's not a bus Hop on board, you're safe with us Welcome to the bandwagon He's Larry and I'm Kevin Welcome to the bandwagon Welcome aboard. Welcome to the bandwagon. I'm Kevin Schatz. That's Larry Morgan. Larry, dry January Morgan. It's not. It's not raining where you are today, is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a whole different meaning for dry January than the one that most people uh, know. Because the one that most people know, I am not following uh, at all. Especially after what? No, I'm. I'm talking about uh, today. Uh, as we record this, probably the first full day of sunshine. Uh, I have experienced, yeah. and I don't even, like, I'm not even going to shower this week, Kevin, because I, I haven't had enough water in my life for the moment. I'm not hydrating. I'm eating dry food. I'm, I'm not putting milk on my cereal. I'm like, no, yes. I am saturated. The world is saturated. Look, and we need it. Uh, yeah. You know, when, when the news tells you that um, the state of California has moved from extreme drought into... <laughs> severe drought and yep. that is a positive yeah do we do we pat ourselves on the back i uh, i mean i guess <laughs> it's going the right direction but still i am uh, i'm ready for a break i'm happy to be here with you i'm happy i have electricity and uh i'm i'm, I'm curious to see what you think about uh this super wild card weekend we have to talk about but we do have some rams news yeah, well, so obviously, yeah, we did have the Super Wild Card weekend last weekend, and we're moving into the second weekend of of the playoffs. But during the Super Wild Card weekend, or maybe it was just prior to it, um, we got the good news that I know at least you and I were hoping for, and probably a lot of Rams fans, that Sean McVay is indeed coming back. And in fact, I recall, I think I was watching the pregame stuff for maybe the first playoff game for the Super Wild Card weekend and that was sort of the breaking news. Sean McVay is coming back. You know, he's he's we knew he was signed through 2026, but there was a lot of uh there was a lot of talk about, you know, maybe he's going to go and be a TV broadcaster, but he's coming back and I, you know, I'll just briefly share that I think that is the best news we could have gotten as Rams fans. I think everything good that comes to the Rams starts with him. He is such a great motivator. He is so positive and forward thinking. And I think if we have any optimism that next year's not going to be like this year, it it starts right there with Sean McVay. Do you kind of agree with that? I absolutely do. I think that he has built the culture of winning there. I think uh, my sense is that people really want to play for him. People really respond to him. He's He's got the energy. Uh, he might need to get a few more pieces around him as far as assistance and coaching staff, which obviously uh, we just lost our um, offensive coordinator. Um, you know, it's, there are some things to shore up on either sides of the ball, but I think that the intangible stuff, the stuff that's hardest to determine, and you see it happening uh, with so many other teams around the league where you've got a guy who on paper looks great but goes in and nobody in the clubhouse wants to play for him. Nobody in the locker room uh, has any passion for him. Uh, that's a tough thing to 
to create out of nowhere. And he's he's created that. I think uh, I, I don't know McVeigh's thinking. I, I just saw a little bit of his response, but I just feel like he doesn't feel like that this chapter is done yet. Uh, I know he's very passionate and there are a lot of people behind the scenes say that he is very up and down emotionally and that and that this this past season was very disheartening to him, even though he didn't wear it on his sleeve. Uh, but I think he took a step back and was like, you know what? I, I still have I still have the working parts of a potentially great team. And and I would suspect that upper management assured him that they would do everything they could to help shore up some of the issues that are apparent, you know, on, on the team right now. So we'll see if they step up with, with any big trades or any, you know, big money to go after anybody. I don't know what kind of uh, salary cap room they've got because you and I don't pay attention to that stuff because we're not, we're not football smart. Uh, (laughs) What kind of smart are we, Larry? (laughs) Do do we fit any of those Uh, definitions? We, we, well, yeah, we may not be any kind of smart, uh, Kevin, but but we are we are football forward. We are football fans, as you well know. We are the perennial Pollyannas of podcasting, as far as Welcome to the Bandwagon goes, and uh, Rams prospects. So I think management and coaching will come together with uh, at least a couple of opportunities to to come back much stronger and just. You know, have a healthy team would be would be one thing. That would be great. You know, and the the one thing we don't have any answers for yet is is player personnel, and I think those answers will start to come. You know, in the the weeks and months following, probably following the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But there was uh, one of our biggest players' names popped up in the news. It was Aaron Donald, and I I'm not I'm not sure if you saw this news, but. Aaron Donald on his this is this is not news but it's also kind of news and this is this is what we do is we help spread little rumors here on the Welcome to the Bandwagon podcast <laughs> on on his Twitter he briefly changed the wording of, in his bio to former Ram Aaron Donald it already said former Pittsburgh player whatever and then it and there was a screenshot of it everything former Ram and so you know the speculation is even though no announcement has been made that maybe he was see, trying it on for size or or you know put or or Larry this is just a whole PR thing to get his name in the news and and keep speculation alive you know who you never know anything these days but I don't know do we give that any credence is there is there anything to worry about when we hear that well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, it makes me worry right off the top. Yeah. Um, is, is has there been any explanation for that or any response to that no, since I, since that happened? I was just kind of doing a search before I hopped on here, and and um, I, he hasn't made any official statement. I don't. I don't think even his management did. There was it just changed. It changed back. It was only like that for like twenty or thirty minutes. So no official. They haven't said a word about it, um, which almost almost makes me worry more. But that's that's also sort of yeah. just the protocol for PR these days. Is just unless it's a unless it's a huge fire, you just kind of say nothing and wait for it to roll over for the new the next news cycle to roll in. You know, right, right. So. It, it also could have been you know that he might actually have a social media person, yes, who was redoing his bio and 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 messed something up. <laughs> Maybe know. they were just like, how funny uh, would it be if this said former and then and then forgot to change it back? It could be as simple as that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, occasionally I will change my bio on Twitter to say, you know, uh, uh, soup enthusiast or something like that. And, uh, you know, nobody takes that seriously. So 
Um, yeah, I'm 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 hoping this is just all uh, much ado about nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, maybe some of the some of the um, stability of having McVeigh coming back next year might might help quash some of that. So sure. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. Fingers crossed. You know, they, again, uh, only rumors right now. Nothing is official. And I, I certainly hope all the personnel comes back. Uh, but we got the good Sean McVay news. That's, that's enough for me for that. That's going to sustain me for a little bit. Um, we can transition into our super wild card weekend. So there was a lot, there was a lot going on. Um, and we can certainly, I think, touch on, on some of the games, but, I wanted to present what we're looking at ahead for next weekend, which we have four matchups. These are the final eight teams left. Um, and I think I think the big question that Rams fans are asking, because the Rams are not in the playoffs, is who am I supposed to root for? As a Rams fan, who are we supposed to root for? And and you're welcome. The Welcome to the Bandwagon podcast has your answers for you. So uh, as a quick rundown of each game, the first one, the, uh, we'll look at the NFC first. If we're looking at the Cowboys versus the 49ers, I 100% got to say we root for the Cowboys uh, only because 49ers are in our division. They're one of our biggest rivals. And quite frankly, we can't have them running around thinking they're all bad, right? So we're rooting for the Cowboys. And if we move on to the next matchup. Now, hold on, yeah, uh -huh, Kevin. Go ahead. Hold on. Yes. Kevin, you're going to have to let me refute some <laughs> of these because <laughs> I, have a, I have a counter argument. Let's hear it. Uh, look, uh, yes, the 49ers are in our division, but since the Rams have been eliminated, I think there is an element of saying, okay, so if we can't go forward, then what about yeah. an intrastate team that has, you know, not made much progress over the last couple of years, even after uh, flirting with, uh, the Super Bowl a few years back. Um, it, it, and there, you can't forget the factor that, uh, you know, Cowboys suck. Yes. And uh, we hate the Cowboys. And and Jerry Jones is a divisive figure. So I, I, I don't think you just gloss right over that one, Kevin. I think there is an argument to be made. Personally, I have to say, I will go out on a limb here and say, I, I'm rooting for the 49ers to beat up on the Cowboys because I just don't want to see the Cowboys win. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you know what's interesting is that was a question I was going to ask you is, is I know you are from, you're originally from Dallas, right? I know you grew, you grew up a Cowboys fan. Uh, I grew up in Texas. Yeah. And, and, and you had some time in San Francisco. So I was wondering what, where, where your sort of loyalties were going to lie in that game. But it's pretty clear that it's the 49ers. It, it's not a loyalty to the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. It is a uh, a, a deep-seated dislike of the current-day Cowboys. Got it, yeah. So let's not misinterpret that. Yes, All right. yes. And and the the weird irony is, you know, for, for this, I'm presenting, here's what I think Rams fans could should be rooting for, but I think I might personally be rooting for the Niners as well. It's sort of this weird, like, um, like you said, it's that intradivisional. We've seen so much of them that I'm getting to know their players. And, you know, uh, even watching... Even watching the Niners, uh, I already forgot who they beat up on this week. Um, but they were just, uh, they were pretty unstoppable in their in their super wild card game. Um, 
they they just looked so good that it it became kind of easy to root for them. The Seahawks, yeah, that's right, our, our other division rival. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> Seattle. Forty, yeah, forty one to twenty three. It was it was uh, no contest. They just there. looked so no good, and it was end. there's something about wanting to they really do wanting to see a team just unleash all their weapons and just watch it in action. So it was it was tricky to to. Uh, to root against them. Um, oh, well, let's let's move on All to right. the next NFC matchup then. We got the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. The thought that I have in terms of who Rams fans should be rooting for is the Eagles. And the reason is that LA and New York, two huge rivals as just cities in general, as two of the most populous cities in these United States of America. And if the Giants win, look, we can't have the Giants. We can't have New York City running around thinking they're all bad. So we're rooting for the (laughs) Eagles. Uh, Where does that land with you? Let me give you a counter argument once again, Kevin. And I'm not trying to sway you here. I'm just saying Uh uh, when it comes to who is left in this batch of playoff teams that has the most obnoxious fans (laughs) in the experience of the stadium, that would come down to New York. Really, we're talking about New Jersey and Philadelphia, which is practically New Jersey, just with uh, a uh, self-conscious image. Uh, um, (laughs) uh, I mean, uh, Philadelphia fans have famously thrown batteries at Santa Claus. Uh, (laughs) Giants fans have famously started booing their team the moment they come on the field. Um, So this is one of those things where uh, who is going to end up being the most obnoxious of the fan base if they win? And that's got to be Philadelphia. Philadelphia is constantly thinking that they are a team of destiny and that they're the, you know, gritty white collar, you know, a worker kind of team, even though there's multimillionaires running around throwing a, a ball around and stuff. Exactly. I, I think the impact of the Eagles winning this game uh, will, will really push them over the edge from an ego standpoint. And my point would be that if the Giants win this game, they're definitely not going to win the NFC championship. They're going to get beat up by whoever they play next. Yeah. So then they're both out and we can move on with a more respectable fan base. Sorry, New York. Sorry, Philly, but embrace it. It's who you are. So I'm saying there is a reason to root for the New York Giants to upset the Philadelphia Eagles. There it is. Yep. And it's so funny. I was listening to our our favorite uh, color commentator, uh, Mark Sanchez, doing an interview talking about when they would roll into Philadelphia Mm -hmm. as the opposing team, there'd be fans literally mooning the bus as they come in. Like, that doesn't happen anywhere else. It's only Philadelphia. It's uh, it's such a, a <laughs> difficult place to play for that reason. So, yeah, they're the, they're the top I'm of the saying. top. Yeah, you, you hit it on the head. Uh, okay, let's look at the AFC then. So we got the Chiefs and the Jaguars, which we could, I mean, I don't know if now's the time to dig into it, but the, the Chargers had an epic collapse against the Jaguars. And there's certainly credit to be given to the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence for the amazing comeback. I mean, Trevor Lawrence started that game with four interceptions and the Chargers were literally up 27 to nothing. And and the Jaguars came back to win it. I don't know if that's enough to get them over the Chiefs, but... Um, this weekend, we see the Chiefs and the Jaguars. And from a Rams perspective, 
I think we got to root for the Jaguars. And I think, A, it's the underdog story, right? And that's always fun. But B, the Chiefs have been a huge powerhouse over the last several years. With the exception of this year, the Rams have been a huge powerhouse. We can't have the Chiefs running around thinking they're all bad. So we're rooting for the Jaguars as Rams fans. What are your thoughts, Larry? Um, Here's the thing, uh, Kevin. And we talked about this a little bit uh, in the last episode. (sighs) Uh, Jacksonville, God love you. It's great you have a professional team. Um, But at what point is anybody in the United States of America, for that matter, the world, outside of the general, uh, is it northeast Florida? Who really even knows what part of Florida Jacksonville is in? it, It was plunked down in the middle of what should normally be a swamp, you built a big city there. It's humid. It's gross. It's flat. There's probably gators. Uh, there's probably meth. Yes. You got uh, drunk people uh, driving, riding lawnmowers <laughs> down the freeway, uh, dragging a, a crocodile behind them uh, to you know go get their uh, uh, bottle of moonshine. <laughs> am I am I touching on every terrible stereotype? Great job. Of any Florida person. I'm impressed. There. Outside of that general area of Florida, there is no one in the world who is a football fan that wants to say, hey, how about those champion Jacksonville Jaguars, huh? Who wants to go get some Jags gear this weekend (laughs) and celebrate their big victory? No. This is one where rooting for the underdog is not an option. (laughs) You go Chiefs because uh, it's inevitable they are just too good. Okay. All right. The hate for Jacksonville is real. Uh, the, the, and it's not even so much hate. It's the it's the reality of what Jacksonville <laughs> is. By the way, another fun Jacksonville thought, uh, the, the band Limp Biscuit, frontman Fred Durst from Jacksonville. So, you know, make what you will of that. Um, you are just, you're just strengthening my case. That's <laughs> yes, all you're doing. Exactly. Kevin, strengthening my case. All right. We have one more matchup in the AFC. It's the Bills and the Bengals. It's probably, well, I mean, I guess a lot of these matchups are pretty big, but this might be the biggest of them. Uh, not just because of the emotion. This was the game that DeMar Hamlin had the had the scary moment was the Bills and Bengals, and they didn't get to finish that game. Yes. And, and that game was, was really uh, hyped up. So this game, even more hyped up. In terms of where I think, as Rams fans, which team we need to root for, Bills and Bengals, look, we've already beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. We already know we're better than them. We already know we can beat them. So as a result, I think, I think we just root for the Bengals because we can't have the Bills running around thinking they're all bad, right? Larry, your thoughts. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin. I can't believe how off track you are. Uh, the Bengals did get to the Super Bowl last year. They did get beat by the Rams. They need to move on. They do not deserve another shot until we're ready for another shot. Uh, uh, Burrow is too handsome. Um, yeah. There are, are so many issues with your pick and I, <laughs> the emotion of the DeMar Hamlin. Inc- I don't even want to uh, underline that anymore because you just glossed right over it. You uh, you clearly think that he was faking it. <laughs> that's obviously what you're saying. You don't believe it was an actual event. Uh, I think that's reprehensible and you should uh, immediately apologize to the Hamlin family. No, uh, it's the it's the feel good story. The near tragic 
and yet ultimately feel-good story of the NFL season. And trust me, the NFL doesn't have a ton of feel-good stories all the time. So how do you not root for the Bills? And for that matter, how do you not root for the Bills getting to the Super Bowl and uh, probably taking on the 49ers? Probably. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there, I, I appreciate your, I appreciate you throwing me completely under the bus and me going zero for four on this, on, on my, <laughs> who should the Rams root for? Uh, I, it's funny cause I can't, I can't even remember what my picks are, but in, in all, in all seriousness, I, my, my prediction is we're going to see the bills and the chiefs in an AFC game. That's, that's the matchup I, I personally yep. want to see because that game last year was so epic and it would be amazing to see what turns out. I think, I think in the NFC, we're going to see the Niners and the Eagles. Um, and, um, and who, Yep. Yeah, and and all all kidding aside, again, I think I'm probably ultimately rooting for the Bills this year. I just I just think that's a story that's hard, that's really hard to root against. And and if you're looking at the AFC, I just can you imagine the Jaguars being in the AFC Championship game? Whoever they play, it's like the Jaguars. You know, <laughs> it's just so that's bizarre that saying. they made it. That's what I, look. I, n- nobody likes an underdog story more than me, but I just I think in this case. Uh, you the 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 picks you you mentioned uh, the matchups you uh, mentioned for the uh, uh, championship series yeah uh, sounds like the best possible games. I do think Bills Bengals may be the best game yeah. of these four. Yeah, um, I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to go. It is at home for the Bills, uh, which will you know I got to think that that home crowd is going to be absolutely freaking rocking. Oh my gosh! Yes, um, yeah. So yeah. So I I I agree with you. I think um, I think Bills Chiefs and uh, maybe Eagles Niners yeah. would be uh, perhaps the best games for the conference championships. Yeah. Um, so you know, and, and so I guess we'll kind of analyze our semi sort of wishy washy picks next week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, take credit for any or all of them since we. Both went back and forth. <laughs> I am the king of wishy-washy. I'll tell you right now. I I I wear that badge proudly. I it's you know what? I'm just I I'm too afraid to hurt feelings is what it comes down to. And so when I say I'm rooting for the Cowboys, I'm like, oh, but I feel bad for the Niners. I do not have I do not have that bone to just be just be straight out cruel to a team. Um, so I am I am gonna crown myself the like witch- I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're the bad. You'll be bad cop for this. I'll be good cop, and uh, and everyone will be happy. <laughs> Um, this is going to sound a little bit out of left field, but I would love to hear your take quickly on, um, how about the Cowboys kicker in the, in the last game missing four extra points? That's historic. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I saw the first one missed and then he misses four in a row. That's unheard of. If you don't know football, that is beyond unheard of. And I think that, um, if you go back to the previous game, it makes like five in a row, something like that. Oh, is that right? I missed that. The poor guy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, actually how many two point conversions they go for yeah. instead. Yeah, uh, this weekend. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, look, the kicker. I can't imagine that we're saying anything that hasn't been talked about already yeah. so many times this week. And 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 frankly, my probably my favorite <laughs> out of the whole thing is the footage of the Mannings as that yes. was happening yes. because they were talking about something completely different. It was just like benign and he misses the third one and and Peyton just like gets up and walks out of camera frame and he's just like it's almost like he's playing again it's like what is going on totally he was just he couldn't believe what he was seeing uh that look there is no more 
position in football that is a like psychological uh, 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 mind f than being a kicker. Yeah. Because for ninety seven percent of the game, you're standing on the sideline, and then suddenly you are called to do something yep. that uh, could ultimately be critical to the to your team winning, and sometimes is literally critical to your team winning. Now, luckily, the Cowboys had a had a pretty good lead that yep. whole game. So it was just a matter of uh, so it wasn't even about pressure for that guy. It was I can only imagine what he's going through right now yeah. and how that's in his head and how that must be uh any kicker looking at that. There they probably had turned off <laughs> yeah, turned off that game immediately. It was like I don't even want to I don't even want to watch this. I don't even want to think about it cuz you know if they have to go in and play the following week they don't want to be thinking about that guy. So, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I feel for the guy. I got to be honest. Uh, that's that's rough. And it's going to probably be reflected in the choices the Cowboys make <laughs> this coming game. Yeah, you know, they said all the right things in the post-game interviews. You know, we believe in our guy. We're going to work with him this week. He Even he, I think his last name is Ma- Ma- Mayor, Ma- Mar, uh, he was, he seemed very, like, calm and sort of zen-like and I hope that's his true personality and it wasn't just for the interviews because that's what you're going to need is just a, a strong mental uh, fortitude to move forward from that so uh, yep. I, I'll keep my fingers yep. crossed for him yep. but yes we will return uh, we will return next week after this this round of playoffs to see what our wishy-washy uh, Super Bowl picks will be and um, I'm looking forward to watching this <laughs> this this weekend even though there are can you imagine if the Rams were in this how much more exciting this would be but uh, you know football is fun regardless and um, I'm looking forward to watching this weekend. And thank you. Welcome to the bandwagon. We'll be with you again uh, post games and we'll have some other uh, random shenanigans to come up with to talk about that p- potentially could be Rams related. Could be. You never know. Could be. We'll, we'll see what happens within the next week. But thank you for being there. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Thank you for listening to us on the Odyssey app. Uh, thank you for writing a review. If you like what you're hearing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may get this podcast, we do appreciate you. Thank you for coming along on the ride on this rickety bucket of bolts. Welcome to the bandwagon. He's Larry and I'm Kevin. Welcome to the bandwagon. Go Rams, go now, come on in. I'm not even going to shower this week.